me how do you put up with these two my answer good snacks and video games hey you guys what's going on welcome to this episode of the ron and don show he's ron i'm don and yeah we are live from the leshwab studio what is up ron and don nation hey coming up on the ron and don show serena williams says this is it but she's not quitting when it comes to tennis also hooters some good news out there uh they are looking for some feel good success stories about some of the Hooters girls and some of the great things that they have done after they got done hooting over the years. So anyway, if you're a former or a current Hooter girl, or you spend a lot of time at Hooters talking to the Hooter girl, I didn't even know Hooters was around anymore. So this is this is great news to hear that there are still Hooters. There's girls. 300 of them left. I didn't know that. Anyway, before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Ron? You're on a streak this week. What is going on? This is a great time for buyers. And every time you call me, you're like, "Hey, I just wrote another offer, and uh, we're mutual." What What is going on? What What has changed in the in, in the marketplace? Well, the I think the thing, if you think about this, or the way I've been thinking about it, is we we've been in this historic market uh, in the Pacific Northwest for years. Um, the The supply of housing has been greatly outstripped by demand. And so everyone as a community, we kind of became used to an unbalanced market and that became the norm. And so now as we're getting into, it's still a seller's market uh, by the technical definition of that, but it's the, the market has changed. It's a little more balanced. Uh, there is less demand because of interest rates and a lot of complex things that we could go into. But what it means is that houses are staying on the market a little bit longer. There's less escalation. There is less competition for various reasons. And so buyers are having more opportunities to come in and buy a house at a reasonable pace. And uh, that is what's been happening for us uh, here with Ron. All right, Ron so, so so let me jump on the other th- side of the fence and talk about things that I see online. Uh, I am not going to, and this is what buyers are thinking. So, uh, and you address these. I'm not going to go out and buy something right now because the interest rates are too high. I'm going to wait till the interest rates come down. What say you? Well, A, the, the premise of the thought, I think, is errant. Uh, rates are higher than they were when they were historically low. And I, the word historically <laughs> actually means something. That's great. <laughs> uh, when something is historic, it means that it, it's, that's not normal. Right. And so we had abnormally Wait, low rates. Let me rates. write this down. Historic, not normal. Okay, got it. Right. So to compare, we, we can't compare ourselves to a historically low number. I think that that's foolish. Um, uh, the people that had a transaction when it was historically low and the market was, uh, you know, bonkers good for them. Like they, they had a uh, good timing and so that good for them, but to expect that to continue forever 
is just not realistic. So rates are higher than what they were, but when you compare it to, you know, interest rates in our lifetime, they're still relatively low. In 1981, the interest rate on a mortgage was over 16%. In the year 2000, it was over 8% and sometimes up to 10%. Uh, so when you look at something that I saw rates today as we're doing this podcast in the high fours, so 4.75 uh, is around the interest rate you could get on a conforming loan. So yes, that is higher than in the twos, but to expect the twos is is an unrealistic expectation. So and then and, when and, you and, rate, and, if and, you wait for yeah. interest rates to come down, the demand goes back up. There you go. Because all of those buyers Thanks. that are on the sidelines right now yeah. are going to jump back in because right. they listen. The the price of real estate, uh, and as Don always said, no one ever gets wealthy by getting a great interest rate. Like you don't ever hear Bill Gates going, oh man, I was gonna you know, invest in this company, but the interest rate was a little bit high. It's either a good proposition or it's not. And right now there are a lot of good propositions. Yeah. All right, question number two. Why, do, why does everybody do a 30 year fixed rate? Is it because that's what their parents did? If you really ask people why they're doing a 30 and not a 15 or a 10 or why they're not on an arm, a lot of times they look cross-eyed and they don't even know what I'm talking about. It, to me, it seems like people do a 30-year fix because that's what their parents did and they heard all these horror stories about arms and balloons. What say you? Well, a 30-year fix usually gives you the best um, monthly payment. So if, if you are driven by what you can afford per month, then for most people, the 30 year is going to give you that. In other words, it's like, I'm a renter, I'm paying 2,500 bucks a month. I want my mortgage to be 25 bucks a month. When they lay out the different mortgage products to you, usually the 30 year fixed is going to get you closest to that amount. Now, if you are a person that's like, well, I, I, I can spend more if I need to, and you go, I would like to own this house free and clear uh, in 10 years, then a different product will be, uh, I did this in my, my mortgage. I said, I don't mind paying a couple hundred bucks more a month because I'm shaving 15 years off the note. So I went to a 15-year note, uh, and my mortgage went up every month. Yeah. But it was still a reasonable amount to me, and I'm looking forward to paying it off sooner. All right, final thing. These are all good answers. So uh, I'm a buyer. The reason I'm not going to buy right now is because I know – that this housing market is going to crater and I want to be there in the bottom of the crater to scrape one up and, uh, and ride it back up to the top. And then I'm going to, I'm not going to skip it. I'm going to flip it and make a lot of money when the economy craters, I'm staying on the sidelines and I'm just waiting for my moment to pounce. What say you? Uh, on a personal level, if you are someone that believes you can time the market in that way, don't email me. Like I actually don't want to work with you because that's impossible. And if someone is filling your head with visions that you are going to be the one guy or one gal that you, you can time the market when everyone else can't, that that's, you're just not going to be a good teammate. Uh, and you're not going to be happy with whatever you get because your motivation is something that I can't provide for you. I can't tell you, yes, you just timed the market and neither can you. So if that's what drives you for a real estate deal, I actually don't want to be your agent. No, that's good for business. <laughs> the other thing is you guys this isn't going to crater here in the pacific northwest you may you you may see some fallout in places like phoenix 
where they just build and they build and they build and every house in Cave Creek looks the same. And then when they're out of property in Cave Creek, there's no water there. So we'll just do Cave Cove. And when Cave Cove is built out, then we'll do Fountain Hills. And after we build Fountain Hills, it'll be uh, uh, Fountain Valley. And you just keep building and building and building and taking up, taking up more desert. That's not going to happen here. To build here, you have to tear something down to put something up or you have to remodel something. Uh, the tech, when you think about it, the average tech worker a couple of years ago was making a buck 80. Now, many of them getting off the plane are making 350. They're getting off the plane with a lot of leverage, you guys, at 350, and they want to buy turnkey homes. So if you have a turnkey home, you're going to be rewarded for that. There's no cratering when it comes to turnkey. And if you have a house that needs a lot of work, you're either going to have to do a lot of work or you have to give a discount to somebody else to have them come in and do the work. Because right now, subs and materials, if you're not doing any of that yourself, is pretty damn expensive. I am currently building a fence in a luxury Airbnb that I'm building over in Magnolia. We're days away from being done. When I get off this broadcast, I'm going over to help finish the fence. It's a big hog fence. Just for the materials to build this hog fence, and it's a very cool hog fence, $27,000. That's not what the labor costs. That's like we're building the fence ourselves. We're doing the labor ourselves. $27,000 just to buy the lumber and the hog fencing to uh, complete this project. So if you're out there and you think you're going to flip something, it is awfully expensive to be a flipper right now as well. So if you can buy a house where somebody has done the work and there's not as much competition and you can step in and add, you know, some of the finishes yourself, uh, now is the time. So reach out to us, ronadonsitdown.com, and we will do a sit down today. Serena Williams says she is not quitting tennis. She's doing something else, though, when it comes to tennis, which I think is really interesting. I've never heard a kick-ass athlete like her say what she's saying. So let's talk about it on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron and Don here to talk about Les Schwab. They've been a long, long time partner with the Ron and Don Show, and they really do care about your safety. They take it very seriously. So at Les Schwab, they're happy to check your tires, your wheels, your alignment, batteries, brakes, and shocks, especially if you're going on a big road trip, you're going over one of the mountain passes, maybe you're driving down to California or something like that. Get this pre trip safety check. It's absolutely free. You can even schedule it online right now at leschwab.com. So if you need any work done, they will let you know. So go to leschwab.com, schedule that appointment, and then get things checked out. And if you do need new tires, right now you can save up to $200 when you buy four select tires with Les Schwab financing. That's Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. John and Lauren Greenland were longtime listeners of Ron and Don, so when they needed to sell, they called the guys and were immediately glad they did. It really helps to have somebody who knows the market, knows the process, understands construction, that can just point you in the right direction. So I really appreciated that about working with the team. The Greenlands say, unlike other realtors, Ron and Don were intimately engaged in every step of the process, not only advising them on where and where not to spend money to get the house ready, but they actually rolled up their sleeves and helped out on projects all over, even hauling stuff to the dump. We actually felt like we were their only customers. And because of all the attention that they paid to us. They were all in with us on this project, including on a Sunday night when we would have a question. They were there every step of the way. Still, the bottom line was the bottom line. When I said what I thought we could get, they were just kind of dead silent, like, 
you can get a lot more than that. So we were thrilled. And they did, closing for far more than they could have imagined. And the Greenlands say they got way more than just a great price. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. We love them. So when it's your time to sell, get more for your door. Schedule your Ron and Don sit down today at ronanddon.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Again, if you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. It's a virtual sit-down. It's about 30 minutes. We'll sit down, we'll have a cup of coffee or whatever is in your cup. Uh, no judgment here, you guys, but um, we'll sit down, have a cup of something, and then uh, figure out if we'll be good team members and come up with strategy. In fact, uh, we're doing that. Uh, tomorrow morning with a good friend of mine that's a local firefighter here and she's ready to buy her first house and i have to say helping people buy their first home sometimes i don't think sometimes i think every time it's my favorite thing and we work in an office with a lot of realtors that sell three four five eight million dollar homes and i kind of like i kind of like the first time home buyer I love the way it lights them up. I love the way they learn about wealth. I love the the way they learn from us how they can hang on to that first door and buy a second door. So anyway, Ron has to, yeah, Ron has to call right now. So hang on. Hey, and we are back, and and this is what I'm talking about, Ron. What 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 just happened while we were recording the podcast? Yeah, we got a call from another real estate agent that told us they are going to accept the offer of our buyer. Love it. Uh, it is under list price. Yes. And we are going to work with this. Uh, my my buyer is going to be extremely excited about this. Uh, a friend of mine that I've known for a long time. Uh, this is her first house. And so we went through a lot of those things that we just talked about, uh, the, the mental gymnastics in a sense of what we just talked about in the first segment of like, this is scary. This is a lot of money. I've never bought something this expensive before. Am I paying too much? Um, what if the market changes? Like, oh, the interest rates, all that stuff we went over uh, with this particular buyer, and we'll walk you through that entire process as well. But she, her loan is with Mitch at Mitch.loans. Uh, she was pre-approved, pre-underwritten, and ready to go uh, when it was time to make an offer. Yeah, and the thing is, you guys, this this is when I this is this is when you build wealth. And I certainly don't have the wealth of my partners or other people that I know. But compared to most Americans, I have a lot of wealth. I've done that through real estate, and this is when you buy during this time. This is when you pay attention. So anyway, congratulations, night job, Ron. Uh, hey, Serena Williams. How many Grand Slams has she won? She's played tennis now for decades. We all know and we all forget that Will Smith was in a great movie about her dad and about the Williams sisters, and it's too bad that people are talking more about the slap than about that movie. But you think about these two young girls coming out of Compton. If you've never been to Compton, it is scary as shiznit, you guys. Every street corner is. I mean, it is. I lived in South Central L.A., I lived in Echo Park. Ron, I think you were with me the one time we got lost in Compton. We came around the corner. There was an ice cream truck. The guy inside the ice cream truck had just been murdered for his ice cream. When you go to a car wash there, there will be men that will come out to your window, and they will say, will you like me to wash your window? You can't say no. Usually their eyes are glazed over. They're very high on drugs. This guy, you let me know, he just got out of prison. 
and he had a little squeegee. And when he got done washing my windows, they were a lot dirtier than when we started. But I was just glad to be out of Compton, California. So for those for the Williams sisters and their family to do what they did in tennis, which is really a white sport game, or at least it was until the Williams sisters showed up. It's incredible what they've done. She has now come out and said that she is evolving away, evolving away from this thing called tennis. She's not hating on it. She's not quitting it. Uh, she's evolving away. She wants to spend more time with her family. People say that, but then she talks about what life has been like as a mother and wanting to have more children. And at the same time, playing this sport that she loves and the pressure that comes with playing that sport. And she just said in a very healthy way, I think that it's time to evolve away from this. How many times do we see first responders, police officers, firefighters, maybe you're in the military. And you loved it and you hated it. But instead of evolving away, maybe you got pushed out. Maybe you're a pilot. You didn't develop any hobbies. And then you're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? It's the people that have developed hobbies and other interests outside of sport or outside adrenaline, those jobs that give us great adrenaline, where you, you can live a nice, long life. But I think of a lot of police officers especially if they've done 30 years on a force somewhere, usually when they retire, and if they haven't, if, if, if that job was everything, they usually die from a heart attack within the next seven years because they go away from all that movement, all that adrenaline, just sitting at home, watching TV, having a beer, eating some pretzels, watching the Seahawks, and the next thing you know, thud. So I really appreciate the way that, that Serena Williams is doing this. I think it's great. Yeah, Serena is very involved in fashion. Uh, she has some great designs that she's done in fashion. The interesting thing on the arc of her career specifically, um, she doesn't have the most majors ever by, I think, one or two. But the era that she came up in was the most competitive era. So in my mind, she is the greatest female tennis player of all time. And some of the credit for that has to go to her big sister, Venus. Venus took the brunt uh, of a lot of the attention and a lot of the racism and a lot of the bias uh, that you set up beautifully in your intro there. It was Venus that was the older sister and Venus that was the phenom. And, and Venus sort of shielded her little sister uh, to then blossom into the amazing powerhouse that she's become. So Venus didn't get the 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 number of grand slams that her little sister did. Um, and I think that the selflessness that she has shown over the years, she's never, I've never heard Venus come back and show anything but love and admiration for her little sister when it would be very easy to kind of go, hey, <laughs> I'm the one that blazed this trail. How about giving me a little bit of love, giving me a little bit of credit? So I think that that's a testament to their family. I think it's a testament to these sisters. And they have other sisters as well that don't play professional tennis. So the, their mom, their sisters, it's a great testament to them. And then the other thing that I think most people don't realize that they can do, there is an entire circuit of events where someone with the stature of the name Williams in tennis 
you get paid a retainer to show up. So I'm not talking about the Grand Slams. I'm not talking about the French Open or the U.S. Open or Wimbledon. Just your average, you know, tournament in Washington State or a tournament in Texas uh, where professional tennis players are paying. Serena Williams can show up, get a check for $100,000 because she's going to sell tickets and people are going to come to the tournament to watch her play. She'll play in the first round. Maybe she wins. Maybe she doesn't. And then she'll lose in the next round and she's out. Uh, she'll sign some autographs, take some pictures, get her check for a hundred thousand dollars and then move on. It'll be relatively straightforward for her to play when she wants to play, probably make seven figures doing that. And then also be able to, to get exposure for her fashion line and other projects that she has going on. So she's earned it. Uh, I think she is the best female tennis player of all time when it comes to majors. You could make an argument for Martina Navratilova or Chris Everett Lloyd uh, back in the day, um, or Billie Jean King, I think also a trailblazer in a lot of ways for uh, you know her sexuality reasons. Um, but in my mind, I think Serena has proven just on the court that she was the greatest tennis player of all time uh, on the female side of the yeah. ledger. Love it. See you on the other side, you guys. All right, you guys, Ron and Don here with uh, Mitch Not Loans, one of the great advertisers here on the Ron and Don podcast. This is unique. We had a couple listeners that reached out to Ron and said, hey, we'd like uh, you guys to sell our home out here in Snoqualmie. And then we have a couple listeners that listened to this podcast that wanted to buy that home. So our buyers and sellers were part of the Ron and Don Nation. And guess what the buyer did who listened to the podcast? They reached out to you in order to get the financing done. So everybody in this transaction was part of the Ron and Don Nation. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was really cool. It was great. Yeah, no, um, I had a client reach out to me, and I didn't actually hear at first where where he was calling from. And he said, no, I heard you on the podcast. I'm part of Ron and Don Nation. Let's save some money. And so we worked with him, um, and then it turned out the house that he fell in love with was a Ron and Don listed home, which was just great. That is super cool. It was a very smooth close as well. Everybody's extremely happy with that deal. So if you listen to this show, the other real estate agent also in the Ron and Don Nation, so that was pretty cool. Go to Mitch.Loans. Mitch will do a Zoom with you. You'll do a phone call, talk about your goals, whether it's purchasing a new house or a second house, a vacation house. He's got you covered. Go to Mitch.Loans and ask him, how do I get that one half percent back uh, towards my deal. Mitch dot loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. This goes out to all the Hooters girls uh, out there. Uh, I know we have a huge Hooter girl following. Do we? I think so. Uh, this goes all the way back to our KJR days, right? We did sports radio. Uh, some good news. Hooters right now. And again, you guys, I didn't even know the restaurants were open. I thought when they closed the one down in South Lake Union, that would be it. Uh, I miss where the chicken, the the French, everything tastes like the the soapy plate that it was on. And then they bring you around just beer with bags of ice in it. Uh, some pretty good times right there. I'm, t- I'm telling you, in Dallas, we did a Hooters World Tour. I think we broadcast live from 16 of the Hooters. There's nothing else to do in Dallas. I mean, those broadcasts were epic. Uh <laughs> That's back when we used to work for the Cowboys, and again, we were uh, we were doing sports radio then. Had a, had a, had a lot of fun. Anyway, if you're if if you're listening, uh, Hooters right now International. 
as or whoever they are, they are looking for success stories because Ron, they want people to know that hey, this isn't just a place where you come in and the food is hooterific and you get to look at some hoots. Uh, this is a place where women have gone on to do great things. I, I get the campaign, um, and I think for a certain type of person, it will land where they say, "Hey, I started out. I worked at a as a Hooters waitress." Uh, a server, and now I'm in the boardroom, or now I went on to get my college degree. Now I went on to have a career in X, Y, or Z. So they're trying to do these vignettes uh, online that to, to show that there is some upward mobility and that it does teach you life skills. Um, I don't know if people were demanding to know this though. Like, like, well, they're trying to go with a campaign. Okay, what else are you going to do? Uh, well, have some mediocre chicken and lukewarm beer. I didn't say it was mediocre. I said it tastes like soap. I didn't give an opinion about whether that was good have or bad. Have some soapy and chicken. I, and the, the beer is not, you haven't been there in a long time. The beer is anything but lukewarm with bags of ice in it. Okay. Yeah. So this campaign, they chose this campaign over that campaign. What campaign? The the bags of ice in the beer campaign. Anyway, I think I think it's a great thing, you guys. And I, I look forward to the campaign. And following along, and I still think I have one of my my Hooters calendars around here. So, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate you. He's Ron. I'm Don. If you need to get in touch with Ron, how do they do it? Yeah, Ron at ronanddon.com, uh, or you can just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Let's sit down. Let's jump in the game. Let's uh, get you started on the path to build some wealth in your life. Yeah. All right. And do you let people ride in your car when you go? Uh, if depends on the tour. Most of the time people, uh, want to meet me there. You have a nice car though. Like I would imagine people like to ride around with you and, eh. you, and you have, you have, you have candy and gum usually. I have gum for sure. And, you, and people can plug in their phones. I kind of, uh. People get in my cards like, Hey, don't sit on that chicken bone from yesterday or, or sorry about that. That's not me. That was Charlie. And, and he, 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 he got into a Gordito last night with my son Gunner. So it's, it's, it, 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 it. It's a it's a three ring circus in my truck. I'm so. open to it, but typically, I think people in the age of COVID like to meet you there. Yeah, I just tell people, hey, if you want to ride, uh, just ride in the back. I just you know, I got a, of the, the dump truck. So <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Oh, the brat. Remember the brat truck? Yeah, sit in the back truck. and just hold the no seatbelts. No seat but belt. they do have a handle. You can hang on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you need to get in touch with me. I'm Don O'Neill. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook. Don't try to friend me. I, I, I don't think they'll let you now because supposedly I have a fan page. So you can follow me, Don O'Neill34 on Instagram. And uh, we have a lot of our great real estate properties out there. And also, if you need some tips on uh, putting together an Airbnb, uh, follow me on Instagram because I'm putting one together right now that I can't wait to show you and tell you about. All right? Yeah. And if you're selling, we got a great place on Woodby Island, Des Moines right now. And also up near Green Lake. So reach out to me and we'll go look at these things, you guys. Or go to ronandonsittown.com and request a meeting with us today. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Episode 438. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, my! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.